table. Um, we are going to be talking about a few things uh, about like godly lives, how we're supposed to live our godly life, and uh, that's what Paul taught in Romans. And so we're going to get to that. But first, I wanted to show you this. I brought this from home. This is my great grandmother's Bible, and Alicia is amazing. And she just said it was uh, like 1891, and so um, it's pretty cool. I'm I probably need to get it like rebound and and. You know, because it's just, yeah, you can take it to like a Bible place and they'll they'll rebound it and all this stuff. But um, so I was telling them that I was looking at these maps um, because a lot of people are confused about the war in Israel. And they don't believe that, you know, that Israel is God's chosen people because they don't believe in Jesus and they don't even really believe in uh, the Bible. They have their own um, book, which is the Torah. And they think that those are a bunch of parables that have been written by men. So they think that. Moses was just a story instead of, like, I, I'm not real sure really what they believe, but they, they don't think, believe. They think all the stories are parables and not, like, some of them were actual parables and some are real right. stories. So, and so a lot of people, it confuses them because when you open up an old 1800, that people will go back to the 1800 Bibles and they'll look and it says a map of Palestine. Mm -hmm. And so they think, oh, gosh, well, there's proof that Israel... Uh, you know, stole land from Palestine. What you have to understand is that this has been going back and forth. Like they have tried, Satan has tried to take from God's plan from the very beginning. And so Israel was defeated several times and things were taken, land was taken from Israel. Um, I mean, if you just go through the whole Bible, all of the holy wars, you will see that land was taken from Israel. And so, or if you see uh, the word Judah or um you know, there's, it's, it's, it's really hard to understand, but when people open up an old Bible and they're like, oh, Book of Palestine, this, the King James Version, which King James wasn't a very good man. I mean, he also wrote a book of demons. Uh, he funded the King James Version. So like uh, the Roman Empire did not like Jews. And so of course, some of the things that they have on there is to, you know, the there is a map of Palestine on here, but it's when Israel didn't own the land or whatever. And so it's very confusing. And that's why people think pro-Palestine because they don't believe that Israel, that land was given to, it doesn't matter who, who took it from a war or whatever. God says it's going back to Israel. So that's basically what you have to believe. And so it's kind of ties into what we're talking about tonight um, about, you know, um, renewing your mind and not conforming to the world and, um, thinking on things above because it's a big push right now is for people to believe this Palestinian agenda. Yes. I mean, there's so many theories that are out there. And if you aren't rooted in the Bible and you don't read the Bible, then you don't understand. Like for us, we understand it completely. We see it. We've seen it played out. We understand what's going on. There's no confusion because what God's word says. And of course we have the Holy Spirit that lives in us. But if you are a non-believer, you're not going to understand it, and it's going to look like Israel took land from Palestine. But in the very beginning, it was given to Abraham, and and it will be easily deceived. Yeah, yeah, because Satan is a liar, and he can't tell the truth, and so he wants you to to be on the side of Palestine, and that's just not how it is. And so, um, we our sermon actually um, on Sunday was of you know thinking on things above, and I've kind of gotten out of the habit, even though that I, I study a lot, um, renewing my mind. That is something that has to be like brushing your teeth because 
um, we are called not to be conformed to the world and we live in the world. So it's hard not to be conformed to this world, especially when you see it every day and you're in it and you hear it. And, and so re the renewing of your mind is so important and to think on things above. And so we're going to kind of talk about that tonight. Um, and, uh, you know, ways that you can do that, why it's important. And, um, I even have a book here. It's, uh, John MacArthur, um, right thinking in a culture in chaos. And so your mind is, that's the way of life of a Christian is your mindset. And so that's what Satan's after. And so there that's is the a right, that he attacks. Yeah, there is a right thinking. Um, when everyone else is thinking something different, we are, are commanded not to be conformed. It's not like, oh, don't be conformed. Um, you know, we are commanded. And so we're going to get into that a little bit. We're going to start in Colossians uh, chapter 3. Is that what you're going to mm -hmm. read? And then we'll kind of go from there. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated in the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Because of their union with Christ's believers spiritually, uh, believers spiritually entered his death and resurrection at the moment of their conversion and have been and are now alive in him. So to understand spiritual truths, realities, blessings, and the will of God. So that piece right there was just notes from um, by John MacArthur Dobson. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and it says, so put to death, therefore, what is earthly, your sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil, desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too, you too once walked in when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and you have put on a new self with which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of the creator of the creator um, here there is not not greek or jew circumcised or uncircumcised free or slave but christ is all and in all put on them as god chosen ones holy and beloved compassionate hearts kindness humility meekness and patience bearing with each one another and in in one as uh, compliant against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive. Above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in a perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be, be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing admolish, yep. one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns, spiritual songs with thankfulness in the, in your hearts to God and whatsoever whatever you do in word or deed do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God to, to the Father through him so um, basically um, when you um, became a Christian you were baptized because that is not that's not how you are saved that is your public profession saying mm -hmm. I'm going to be a Christian um, you were baptized and that is a symbolic symbol of Jesus di dying and then he was raised from the dead, okay? And so what it is for us Christians is that we die 
from our old self, our old desires, our old wants, and we are raised with Christ, um, Jesus left the tomb and we're to leave the tomb. And uh, I don't know if, if anybody remembers, but sometimes we wear a shirt on here that says, I left it in the water. Mm -hmm. And basically that's what you're doing. You're leaving your old self in that water, all your old desires, that the person that you were, you are now a new creation. Um, you've made a commitment with Jesus that you are going to be his follower. And so... And everything that you do after that should point towards Jesus. your life and That's Christ. right. Your focus and everything. And so what are some things that you have as far as like um, renewing your mind and thinking on things above? One of the things I have a hard time with, and a lot of you probably do as well, is um, anxiety and worrying. Mm -hmm. And just because we worry, we think that, you know, that's some kind of virtue or something mm -hmm. that, you know... Um, but it's not. It's something that God tells us not to do. And so in Philippians 4, 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Um, another thing that happens to me is the intrusive thoughts. And we've talked a lot about this um, in our podcast, is taking those thoughts captive um, and filling them with the word. Mm -hmm. But that's, and we were just talking about this, but our minds are the battlefield. And that's usually the first place that oh, yeah. um, Satan attacks. And so if you know that and you know that the um, the um, condemning thoughts that come into your mind, those are of Satan. Those are not of God. And an unbeliever is already conformed to the world. So they don't they don't get the spiritual things that are revealed to you when you read the word of God. And so they don't know the spiritual things. And so like worry and anxiety, if you, it, it, I mean, that is something that a worldly non-believer person does. And so Jesus tells us that when we follow him, cast all your own anxieties on him. And it even feels like there, and this is not of, not of God, but it even feels like if you give that worry over to God, there's guilt because you're not worrying mm -hmm. because you're so used to mm -hmm. worrying. That's right. Yeah. It is, but there's, that's where your peace comes in. It's just like, I've been anxious. Uh, there's know. freedom in, in God and letting him take over and giving everything to him. And if you don't do that, which it's hard because you want to control everything. That's right. Um, A lot of people worry about their health. And I, I was that person. I had this medical anxiety that if my heart fluttered or something, I didn't feel right or whatever, I thought I was going to die. And when I understood that the Lord is sovereign and that, nothing's going to happen to me unless he allows it. Mm -hmm. And so like if, if my heart flutters or whatever, I, I pray, you know, you need to tell the Lord that you're worried and you're, you know, you're scared or you have fear. Tell him that's what he wants you to do. But then you leave it with him because he's the only one that can do it. I mean, a clogged artery, he can unclog it. He doesn't need a surgeon to do that, you know, and he is going to, um, if you seek him diligently and you are constantly seeking him with everything, I, I totally believe. And I'm not saying, I mean, Paul Washer, one of the well-known pastors, he just recently had a heart attack. I'm not saying that you're not going to be, you know, um, having heart attacks or things like that. But he also keeps your health in with your soul, you know. So so your, your soul and your health, I can't remember what verse our pastor says every Sunday when he goes and puts oil on somebody's head and prays over them. He, he prays that their heart, that their soul, their health will prosper along with their soul. And so um, the Lord is, a, he's, he's in the business of miracles and, and, um, and he wants you to live a long life. I, I totally believe that if you seek diligently after the Lord, 
you will live a long life because we've read verses like that. Like wise people sometimes live long lives and mm-hmm. non-wise people sometimes. But guess what? If you don't live that long life and you, you are in Christ, as soon as you yeah. take your last breath, you're, you're with, with Jesus. And so th- that takes like no matter where you are, whether you do die or you don't die, you're good. You're you're watched over. And so um, right the, the one thing that I that I have that I want to say is that it is very hard to study the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you you always are busy. Um, you know you've got an enemy fighting against you. But one thing I've learned is the more that you read God's Word, the more you'll read God's Word, and the more that you pray, the more you will pray, and you will see His faithfulness throughout all of that, and that will spur you on that will that will kind of drive you like oh man you know I'm in God's word and so he's blessing me and it's not that you're to do it for the blessings but he says seek me first and then I'll add everything else after so um but we're not called to be conformed my my life verse I don't know if, if anybody else has a life verse but I have a life verse and it's Romans 12 1 and 2 and that is the verse that talks about not uh, about being a living sacrifice for the Lord and I I wrote it down um because I wanted to read it, um, but before I do that, we're we're not to be conformed to the world. That's that's one thing he says. Do not love the world, and do not be conformed to the world. And that means the judgment of the world, the world view, the things that the world loves, what the world thinks. We're to be total opposite of that, and that is so hard to do because you've got an enemy fighting against you. And so, the word that I looked up was, um, oh goodness, I probably left it in my other. Thing, but it was it it means um oh here it is rigorous dis- discipline in, in discipleship it means in an extremely thorough and careful way harsh and demanding way so this isn't something that you can take lightly and expect to not to be conformed by the world you have to work very hard you have to be intentional you do it, and it and it doesn't come easy and so um but we're not to buy into the acts of the world and the evaluations or the judgments of the world or the and our perspective should come only from God's word. Um, so here's my life verse. And, and when people um, reach out to me or if I send a card or whatever, I always put this verse on there. It says uh, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Paul wrote letters to the church and he taught us how to be godly and to live these godly lives and so um how we are to live in the light of the saving power of the gospel paul says live like this it says i appeal to you therefore brothers and and um brothers by the mercy of god to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to god in which you're spiritually worship do not be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind by the testing that by the testing you may discern what the will of god is what is good and acceptable and perfect or yeah, imperfect. Um, so a living sacrifice means that you do not conform to the world. And that's what we're all called to do. Um, since we are recipients of, of God's great mercies, we are, we are to be a living sacrifice to God by not conforming to this world. A living sacrifice is somebody who does not conform to the worldview and does not, because the world rejects God's view. Um, unbelievers naturally, um, conform to the world they don't know anything different um and in first corinthians 118 this is the cross seems foolish to those who 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 will perish but those who are saved it is the power of god and so that's why there's so much division right now because you've got people who are going to perish and are unbelievers who can't understand this Mm -hmm. and then you've got christians who are 
you know, have the Holy Spirit, the interpreter, the teacher um, who is teaching us. And we can see this, the spiritual things that are happening with the war or with our world. And, and that's, and, and, and it, there's also a verse that says, um, you think you are wise, but really you're foolish mm -hmm. because these people think that they're wise in what they're saying, but yet they have a lot of book knowledge. Yes. But yeah. us who, who know the word of God, we're like, you, you, you're, you're a fool because you know, we, we understand the, the Israel war. We understand that no matter what was taken from Israel, it's going to end up back to Israel. Israel, the whole purpose of the tribulation is to bring Israel back. God is mad at the Jews. He's mad at Israel because they um, rejected Jesus. And um, so that's the whole purpose of the tribulation. And the, and so what will happen is he will cause all this wrath, kind of like Pharaoh when uh, the Jews were captive in Egypt, um, God was, you know, sending all these plagues or, or also there was one where there was, a, a our, our pastor was talking about it where, where there was, um, was it Baal that they were trying to get to, um, that it was like between God and this, in this idol. And, um, they were trying to get their, their God to answer. And he was so silent and stuff. Um, the story of Elijah. Yeah. And so it, 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 you just have to understand that they realized just like when, when Jonah went to Nineveh and he was spit out by a whale. Well, that sounds crazy, but there was a purpose behind that because those people worshiped the fish God Dagon. And so when he was spit out from a whale, those people saw that Jonah's God was more powerful who even controlled the fish of the sea to spit him out and save his life, and they converted. But Jonah wasn't happy about it. Jonah was mad because he hated those people, and he was mad, and he wanted to even die because he... He, he went the other way. Yeah. And, he tried to, and that's yeah, why he was yeah. in the ocean. But once yeah. they converted and he, and he saw that those people were converting, he was angry that God would bless them. And so, I mean, there's a purpose for every story in the Bible. It's not just, oh, he just wanted to do it. It was because they were worshiping pagan gods. It's usually, that's what it is. I mean, everybody was pagan. Abraham was pagan until God called him out of it. So um, that's the thing about wherever your child is or wherever you are, you think that you're unreachable or your child's unreachable. The Lord pursues you and he uses whatever, wherever you are right now, whatever you believe, it doesn't matter what you believe, he will use that or use something. Your, your thoughts will start thinking like, maybe I need to read the Bible or maybe I need to go to church or whatever. I mean, he pursues you. His will will be done. And so we need to take a breath and focus on just praising him and thanking him and thinking on things above. So do you have anything about like, what are the things above? Do you have anything like that? Mm -mm. I mean, it's not like the birds or the clouds or airplanes or things in the air. It's, it's literally your focus is on Jesus and eternal things, his word and what he says. Um, Did I already read Philippians 4, 8 or just 4, 6? I think you just read 4, 6. So Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, mm -hmm. whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any 
excellence and if anything worthy of praise dwell on these things the things uh, you have learned and received and heard and seen in me practice these things and the God of peace will be with you mm-hmm. yeah so that's right there the God of peace will be with you so if you focus on those things it tells you what's going to happen um, Jesus prayed for us he prayed for to us that God would sanctify us with the truth and that's John 17 17 and so, um, you know, why are we to conform or why are we to set our minds on things above? And it's because we've died. We have died with Christ and we've been raised up. And because we know that Jesus raised from the dead, um, that's who our identity is. That's where our identity is. It's in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And because we know that, then, then and, and that's very real to us, um, that's what we're to focus on. So like if somebody, this is hard for me to do, but, but I was listening to this pastor and he was like, if somebody asks you who you, you know, like, tell me about yourself. And you know, like, Oh, I'm, I'm Christy and I have, I'm married to David. And he said, the very first thing out of your mouth should be that you are a follower of Jesus mm-hmm. because that's who you are. The other stuff comes second. Um, so that's hard, but we should have a different lifestyle more than, and, it, and it's more than just signing a card or, or praying uh, the sinner's prayer because that's so unbiblical. And that's why a lot of Christians are where they are, or a lot of Christians are where they are because they don't have true conversion or it's uh, they have a false salvation because they thought, oh, I checked that box or I prayed that sinner's prayer, but yet they still look like they always did. You look like the same person you did when you walked down that aisle. And there's no change. You're just, you still watch the same things. You still talk the same way. And that is false salvation. Um, We should have, um, because we have been raised with Christ, we seek different things. We're a new creation. The new has come and the old is gone. Um, You have new desires. All the old stuff you're not looking at anymore. And that's the stuff that um, you leave in the past. Um, it, It just really, once again, we talk about living in the spirit all the time. And that's basically what this is. It's not something that's going to happen right when you come out. This is stuff that as you fill your word, fill your mind with God's word and you are um, thinking on things above, you can't watch those shows or you can't say those words or you can't um, do those things anymore because you know the truth of God's word. So what else you have? Well, even if you think about it, living in the Holy Spirit, if you're living in the Holy Spirit, that means you're kingdom focused. Mm-hmm. And um, but, but I mean, but really, in all honesty, the, most of the world is lukewarm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they think that they ha- are saved. They go to church on Sundays, and that's basically the only thing. You know, they still gossip, they still cuss, they still, you know, not that those things are bad in itself. Like I'm not saying that you will go to hell because of that, but your lifestyle, look at all this makeup all over this, doesn't, um, glorify, God. doesn't glorify the Lord. And so um, your blessings and your treasure, you won't have any. And um, he's going to ask you one day, like, why, why did you still, why, you know, if, if you make it to heaven and only the Lord knows that, but, but, you know, belief is one, one thing. But we also know that faith without works is dead. And so um, if you look just like the world, the Bible says that that they will know you 
are his disciple because of how you've loved them and how you set down the other day belief versus faith. Oh, look at you can go back to your notes. That's good stuff. I have I've started keeping all my stuff in the, in the notebook just because I used to write it on a single piece of paper and then I would end up throwing it away and I thought all that hard work. Um but we have to keep God at the center of it all. Mm -hmm. And so that means using every opportunity to help win souls right and, and to build the kingdom of god and so as he leads you to do so mm -hmm. um, live out your faith don't just leave it at church on sunday um, be who you are in christ at all times not just um that's that's in front the whole, of the right people yeah that's for, the whole thing it's who you are in the world that's your that's how people get saved not by Anything else. I mean, you can talk to them all day long, but it's your actions that really speak more about Jesus. And a kingdom mindset um, is a way of seeing God, um, seeing the world through God's eyes and living uh, your life in accordance to his will. Um, and it's hard because with the demands of life and the worldly stuff getting in the way, you forget um, and then you have to renew your mind and get refocused. That's right. It is It is like brushing your teeth, literally. Yeah. Um, your sins should bother you. My sins never bothered me four years ago. I mean, I would be convicted of a sin. And I'd be like, okay, God, forgive me of that. And then I would do it again, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it was, it was, I never conquered any sin. I never laid any sin down. It never bothered me enough to stop doing it. I guess that's what it is. And so when you are renewing your mind and you are focused on things above, like you can't, like it bothers you when you, you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have said yeah. that or whatever. And it grieves you. It grieves you. Yes. Yes. So, um, man, I tell you, it, this came at a good time for me because renewing my mind is something that I didn't really think about. Like as it's, it's putting on the armor, uh, you know, if you get it, I mean, it, it helps your attitude and and it gets you in the right focus for your day of, of what your whole purpose is. It's not to go to work and take phone calls. It is to glorify the Lord in everything that you do. And that means doing a good job at your at your work. But it is also, you know, if you're standing in a circle of gossip to walk away, mm -hmm. to be different. And people will notice that and they'll be like, what is your hope? And you just say Jesus, you know, um, because people you're supposed to be a light. Um, and, and you're not supposed to hide it under a basket or anything like that. You're supposed to let it shine and you're to be, you're to be salty. We talked about all that uh, a couple weeks ago and, um, renewing your mind is like putting on a pair of socks. You have to, you have to be in the word of God to know what God says about everything that you encounter every day, every, every type of, I mean, just like this war, if, if you don't know the promise that God gave to Israel, then you can't understand anything that's going on, you know, um, is all the killings and all the, the murder and is all that bad? Yes. And that will not go unpunished. Mm -hmm. That's what the whole, I mean, Israel will be punished. They have wrath coming because they have rejected Jesus. Um, they're not good guys. I mean, they're not, but this land was promised to them and he has a plan for their salvation. And that is not ever, you know, uh, Palestine or Hamas, their whole purpose is to rid the Jews. There is nothing that is never going to happen. <laughs> I think they say uh, from what, what is it from sea to 
I don't remember what their thing is, what but but they have a saying and they want to rid the, the whole earth of all the Jews. First of all, they're Jews. They just came up with a, a new a new um title. Yeah, title of who they are, but they're killing their own people. Uh but but whatever's going on with Hamas and Gaza and and Israel, none of that's gonna go unpunished. They're gonna get punished for it. And that's why wrath is coming. And the church won't be here for it. And we've not replaced Israel. A lot of people try to say that the church has replaced Israel. Nope. We are, uh, there's tribulation saints, and that is the Israel. Um, so. And you can see the separation of that in Revelation. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I just, I just encourage you to, um, you can't, you can't also, I, another thing I said was when you renew your mind and you focus on things above, you can't be bitter. You can't be unforgiving because if you are focusing on what God's word says and, it, you know, it says forgive because the Lord has forgiven you. That's what Colossians 3 says. Um, be thankful, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Um, love, have kindness and humility and compassion and patience, bearing with one another and and um, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you you also must forgive. So when you read God's word, it is always going to push you to love. And so therefore your heart can't be ugly and and your attitude can't be bad and and you know, it just it gives there's joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And you know, today when I was listening to all these sermons, I listened to 3 of them and um I had so much joy. I mean, I was filled to the very tip top because um, it's, it's, it's so, it's just good. And, and, and what you put into your life. So let's say that you don't focus on things above then what, what's the opposite of that is worry and anxiety and depression and ugliness and anger and malice. And, and also Colossians says to put off all of that stuff, you know, it's all, it's idolatry and, um, put to death. Therefore, what is earthly in you? Um, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil, desires, and covetousness, covet, covetousness, <laughs> which is idolatry. Um, on the account of these, the wrath is coming. So it basically saves your life, you know, to to not be in a cycle of the world and not to conform and look for things. There was a lady on Facebook the other day who was talking about how bad she was hurting. And she needed something to um, help take the pain away. And I just said, Jesus, because you can run to drugs and you can run to alcohol and you can run to porn and you can run to sex and everything else. And that may feel you for a moment, but it is fleeting and it is counterfeit and it will never fully heal you. And so if, 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 you've, ha if you've been dealt a bad hand, which a lot of people have, they've had a really bad childhood or whatever, it's hard to get over those past hurts in order to look at the word and think on things that are happy because you're still dealing with all the hurts of the past. You have to lay those at the feet of Jesus because there's healing to be had. And only he can heal you completely. And if you invest in God and not the world, um, you're going to come out better than you were. That's right. That's right. So, um, like I said, pick up books that say right thinking for culture and chaos. We need ideas from pastors. And I mean, John MacArthur's been the pastor of Grace Community, I think, for like 50 some years. He's very, he's not, you know, I, I if I want to be 
preached to and my toes to be stepped on, it is John MacArthur. Um, he don't sugarcoat anything. And, and a lot of people don't like him because he doesn't. I like it. I like to be, I want to know. Um, and I, and that's just, that's just the way I thought I learned. So, um, pick up a book that, that you can understand and don't get like a surfacey book. You want something that is very in-depth that teaches you and tells you the right way to think because, and, and there's books wrote by demons. That's the craziest thing ever. He talks about it all the time. Some of the books that are wrote by demons and they will come right out and say, you know, it just you just don't think about that. You don't think about this supernatural stuff that goes on in this world. But you have to be very careful who you listen to. And this is the only truth. And this is the only thing that will not be shaken. Everything right now is being shaken. Uh, what we believed about the world, whether you want to believe it or not, it is not as NASA says it is. Um, if you, uh, I mean, there is a cabal, regardless if you want to believe that or not. There's a satanic line. There's, the, I mean, it just is what it is. So everything that we are like, man, that wasn't true from the moon landing to everything. This is the only thing that for 2,000 years it's been tried to be um, shaken and, and disproved and it, and it doesn't. And, and um, a lot of people that, that, are, that post on Facebook, I just give them a verse. They hate that. They hate it so much because they'll say something and then I just give them, give them a verse. The Holy Spirit gives me a verse and I put it on there and it makes them so mad. But it's not arguing. I stand on the word of God and that is what you have to stand on. If you're going to, if you're going to debate, which I hate to debate, but if you're going to defend, I won't let somebody just, if, if they post something and it is wrong, that's a false teacher and we're called to call that out. I call it out with the word of God. I don't put my opinion on it. So um, you got to know this book to know the author and to know Jesus and what in the way of life. So uh, Romans is a great one, but like Colossians 3 that is it. That lays it all out. So memorize that. Um, I'm going to try to memorize it. I had never really noticed how powerful of a verse says put on the new self of a, of a chapter of Colossians that it was until today. And I think I was just kind of, uh, and then even after that, even after where we left off, it goes to rules for Christian households. Uh, here's further instruction. So Paul is really laying it out. So Paul's teachings are, they talk about how to live godly. And that's what we really know. And, and that starts, that starts in like, um, Paul comes on the scene in Acts. And so if you want to know the majority of Paul's story, start in Acts and he will teach you how to live a godly life amongst, I mean, he was, he didn't have this. He just, it was Holy Spirit and he, he went against everybody. And they, and they murdered him for it. But um, that's what we're to do because Jesus died for us. We're to die for him. So I hope that you um, renew your mind every day. Uh, get in his word and um, pray. Pray to have eyes to, that uh, ears to hear, but not just to hear it, but to do it. You know, it's one thing to hear the word. But it's another to do the word of God. And so that should be your, that should be your goal is to not only hear the word of God, but to live it out. I want to share some tips on um, trying to live a, a kingdom-focused life. And so fill up with God first. So when you get up, mm -hmm. that's prayer, that's time with God. Um, don't let the enemy uh, distract you. Um, let God work and don't try to control it. So don't try to control the situation by being anxious and just hand it over. And don't pick it back up. Arm yourself with I the armor of God. I do that a lot. 
I'll lay something down and then I'll be like worrying about it again. And I hear him say, why did you pick that back up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, focus on Jesus, not the wind. And so that just means focus on him and not the troubles that you're facing. Mm -hmm. um, be a faith warrior, not a worrier. Mm -hmm. Remember who God is and um, have confidence in who God is and who you believe God is. That's right. um, think on things above, which we've talked a lot about tonight. Um, drink from the well of God, not the world. Um, trust the next chapter to God yes. and then walk in his freedom. Yes, those are all good because I think there was a time in our life where we could believe in God, but we just didn't believe God's word. And now that the world is where we are, mm -hmm. we have to believe God's word. We have to know that that is the truth. And that's where our faith comes in. It's, it's in knowing that whatever tomorrow holds, he already has it worked out. There's not anything in the whole world that's going to happen to you that he is not going to allow so if somebody dies or somebody has a heart attack or something bad happens you lose a job it not necessarily means that it's a bad thing he might have something bigger for you planned out so um trust the process and wait on the lord and you know that's all that's all we can do mm -hmm. so because god's faithful so y'all we will see you next week